Chapter three Part one of the English Men of Science by Francis Galton. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Leon Harvey. Chapter three Origin of Taste for Science Preliminary Extracts at Length Analysis Innate Tastes Fortunate Accidents Indirect Motives or Opportunities Professional Duties Encouragement at Home Influence and Encouragement of Friends Influence and Encouragement of Tutors Travel in Distant Parts Unclassed Residuum Summary Partial Failures What were the motives that first induced the men on my list to occupy themselves with science? A question such as this may seem hard to answer, except in very general terms. Those who are but little versed in statistics may be daunted by reflecting on the infinite diversity of characters and antecedents, while those who are will be less easily discouraged. Reiterated experience will have shown them how surely, in every case with which they have dealt, the great majority of causes, or what might be better named pre-efficients, omitted of being analysed and grouped into natural orders, leaving a minority of unclassed influences, which themselves form a class of their own, and which can be reduced indefinitely, in proportion to the minuteness with which the statistician cares to pursue his analysis. The statistics of railway accidents will serve as an example. When Captain Douglas Galton was Secretary of the Railway Department of the Board of Trade, he succeeded in sorting their causes into the groups in which we have since been accustomed to see them printed year after year. So long as the general system of management of a railway is little changed, the same statistical ratio is maintained among them, a given proportion of accidents being due to this cause and another to that. We may therefore estimate with some certainty the saving of life and limb, or of material of various descriptions that will be effected when any one of these causes shall be wholly or in part removed. Similarly, my aim is to group the influences which first urged the men on my list to pursue what afterwards became their favourite occupation. We shall learn the relative importance of these influences and be enabled to estimate with greater precision than before the value of proposed methods for making the pursuit of science more common than at present. The returns I am about to quote are replies to the following questions. Can you trace the origin of your interest in science in general and in your particular branch of it? How far do your scientific tastes appear to have been innate? The answers were of unequal length and minuteness. From the longer ones I have extracted what was essential, and in these and in the rest I have taken a very few editorial liberties as already mentioned. At this stage of the inquiry it became advisable to separate the replies according to the branch of science pursued by those who made them. I have not kept geography separate because there are not many geographers of my list, and those who were admitted of being sorted under other titles. With this exception, the divisions I have adopted are much the same as those of the various sections and subsections of the British Association. Some doubt may be felt as to how far the replies may be trusted. For my own part, I believe they are substantially correct, judging principally from internal evidence and partially from having questioned different members of several families and finding their opinions corroborative. The greatest difficulty I have had in my inquiries generally is due to reticence on the part of the writers who say nothing when much was to be said. But even this does not affect relative results. Again, many men are conceited, still the forms in which conceit shows itself do not much affect those results. Thus, 
a too emphatic narration of early achievements does not distort their mutual proportions if men are too proud to acknowledge their indebtedness to natural gifts the relative value may ascribe to motives remains unchanged i am astonished at the unconscious vanity which i have elsewhere met with when making inquiries in hereditary shown by men who owing enormously to natural gifts wish to accredit their own free will with being the real causes of their success one phase of this former vanity is prominently illustrated by the late john stuart mill in his strange and sad autobiography who declares page thirty that he was rather below par in quickness memory and energy and that any boy or girl of average capacity and healthy physical constitution who was properly taught could make a rapid progress in learning as he did himself as regards the scientific men i find as i had expected vanity to be at a minimum and their returns to bear all the marks of a cool and careful self-analysis my bias has always been in favour of men of science believing them to be especially manly honest and truthful and the results of this inquiry has confirmed that bias the influences and motives which urge the men on my list to occupy themselves with science fall under their heads given below i have distinguished each head by leisure and added to each reply the letters that seemed appropriate to its contents the replies have subsequently analysed according to these letters signification of the letters a fifty-nine instances innate tastes m not necessarily hereditary b eleven instances fortunate accidents it will be noted that these generally testify to the existence of an innate taste c nineteen instances indirect opportunities and direct motives d twenty-four instances professional influences to exertion e thirty-four instances encouragement at home of scientific inclinations f twenty instances influence and encouragement of private friends and acquaintances g thirteen instances influence and encouragement of teachers h eight instances travel in distant regions i three instances residual influences unclassed extracts at length physics one my tastes are entirely innate they date from childhood a two as far back as i can remember i loved nature and desired to learn her secrets my whole life in searching for them while a schoolboy i taught myself botany chemistry etc under great difficulties i had no teacher except a kind apothecary whose knowledge was limited a three from a youth i always preferred the man of marked ability to the man of action alone thrown for so many years of my professional life among men chiefly of the latter class and my sympathies being more drawn towards those in the decided minority my tastes were i conceive not acquired but innate in the early days of my professional career i gained the friendship of blank of the highest professional standing whose acquired general knowledge and love of science and observation were far beyond those of the ordinary blank of his time i was both his young friend and favourite assistant for three years he imbued me with his respect for science and formed my character for earnestness and accuracy to some extent my tastes were determined by events after manhood because in blank, extending over ten years i held positions of great responsibility in different parts of the world but i consider my scientific tastes were formed in youth that is from sixteen to twenty-one years of age a f h four from an early age i was addicted to mechanical pursuits 
in the last few years of my school days i talked to chemistry entered blank college expecting after two or three years there to join a relative's business as calico printer and gave especial attention to chemistry on that account i have never attended specially to physics until appointed professor of natural philosophy this and subsequent similar advancement determined me to devote myself thenceforward definitely to physics and not to try for a chemical appointment a d five naturally fond of mechanics and of physical science in which all my study has taken the direction of those departments bearing on blank owing to my feeling that through the possession of special instruments for investigations in it i could work to greater advantage not from any natural preference for blank over the other departments of physical science a c six my tastes were partially natural partially encouraged by an eminent friend blank who had been honoured himself by the friendship of most of the leading men of science in the early part of this century a f seven yes i remember incidents which proved an innate taste quoted at length before i could write but i believe the origin of my pursuit of physical science was when i attended the natural philosophy class at blank i was intended for business but conceiving a distaste for it i left it and attached myself to science a g eight i cannot say except that i had an innate wish for miscellaneous information my interest in science arose from the chance circumstance of my choosing civil engineering as a profession and having spare time when studying at blank which i devoted to blank my scientific tastes were subsequently determined by my not having any profession except civil engineering which i never followed c nine ocean voyaging in beginning of life solitary observing for years in an observatory placed in a country verging on a desert but under southern skies rich in stars unknown to the ancients and not appreciated by the moderns d h ten the origin of my interest in science is mainly due to my father's knowledge of geology navigation and engineering my scientific tastes were confined by lectures by blank and blank and blank and especially by the encouragement of the latter e g eleven primarily derived both by inheritance and education from my father a e twelve my first start was reading a child's story called the ghost where a philosophical elder brother cures his younger brother of superstition by showing him experiments with phosphorus electricity etc this set me on making an electrical machine with an apothecary's file etc when i was about twelve years old my grandfather had scientific tastes to some degree my grandmother's brother blank, was a good amateur chemist and astronomer he was a well-known leader of musical and to some extent of scientific society at blank. a thirteen a mathematical tendency i think led me first towards blank inquiry to which i have been faithful ever since professional duties and civil engineering kept up a disposition to appreciate the material constituents of the world and led through surveying in the direction of physical geography the distinct origin of my desire to place myself among scientific students was the wonderful impression produced on me by the aspect of nature as seen in the blank combined with what i may call the accident of my having been allowed to explore a part of it in an official capacity having thus made rather large botanical and geological collections i came to england with them and while employed in arranging and distributing them 
picked up a certain rather irregular and unsystematic scientific education in the company of blank and others forced back into professional life special scientific inquiry has not been possible but i have had opportunities of aiding the progress of science which i have endeavoured to make the best of a d f h fourteen largely determined by my service in north polar and equatorial expeditions d h fifteen i am not aware of any innate taste for science i can only remember in boyhood the influence of the philosophical society of blank and of a juvenile philosophical society in which i took interest my interest in astronomy especially was very small indeed until i was appointed to the directorship of an observatory d mathematical subsection sixteen i always regarded mathematics as the method of attaining the best shapes and dimensions of things and this meant not only the most useful and economical but chiefly the most harmonious and the most beautiful i was taken to see blank and so with the help of brewster's optics and a glazier's diamond i worked at polarization of light cutting crystals tempering glass etc i should naturally have become an advocate by profession with scientific proclivities but the existence of exclusively scientific men and in particular of blank convinced my father and myself that a profession was not necessary to a useful life a e f seventeen my taste for mathematics appears innate as a boy i delighted in sums i trace the origin of my interest in general science to my acquaintance with blank which dates from the time when i was about fifteen years of age i taught myself in mathematics and chemistry during my apprenticeship to a civil engineer and land surveyor and subsequently studied blank abroad my scientific tastes were largely developed through my first going to the continent with blank a f eighteen an early taste for arithmetic and in particular for long division sums a nineteen the following is an extract from biographical notes kindly communicated to me of the late archibald smith yachting would give an interest to all nautical matters and the intimacy of his father with blank gave a bias towards magnetism in a letter to one of his sisters no date about eighteen thirty eight he says blank told me he was going to write directions for ships finding and allowing for the error caused by the local attraction of ships so for my own amusement and partially to help him i wrote a set of instructions and gave them to him his mind was thus turned to the subject i think it was natural to him to inquire into the reason of things fond of figures when a boy a b c f twenty my interest in mathematics began at blank university and was mainly due to the energy and encouragement of my tutor blank but professor blank first inspired me with the sense of the magnificence of mathematics g chemistry one thoroughly innate my first taste for chemistry dates from the possession of a chemical box when i was a little boy whenever i had a chance of turning from other studies to natural science i always turned i like to play better than all other work and chemistry better than play a b two perhaps wholly innate my first notions of chemistry were picked up from books and i got the nickname of experimentalizer at school my taste for zoology arose through friendship with blank my tastes were largely determined by three years voluntary work at chemistry under dr blank a f three i was always observing and inquiring and this disposition was never checked nor ridiculed in my childhood 
My taste for chemistry dates from the lectures I attended as a boy and to the permission to carry on little experiments at home in a room set apart for the purpose. I was encouraged in my tastes at home. Subsequent determining events were my residing abroad and my mother making a home for me there. A. B. E. 4. They date from a period and there was little to produce them in my early surroundings. As a small boy, I was fond of reading books bearing on natural science. I was taught at home with my brothers and was partially self-taught also. We had always the example of industry and were encouraged to think for ourselves. I first studied chemistry at blank college. A.E. 5. From an early age, I had an innate taste for all branches of natural science. As a boy, I made large collections of dried plants, minerals, beetles, butterflies, stuffed birds, etc. At blank, I studied without regard to future profession for two years. I only took up chemistry as a special study on my third year's residence there. A.C. 6. I cannot trace the origin. I began to study chemistry, estimating 18, and pursued it at such times as my duties in blank gave me leisure and without any instructor. The obtaining of correct and accurate results in chemical analysis gave me great satisfaction. C. 7. Scarcely innate. I ascribe the origin of my scientific interests chiefly to being sent as a pupil to an eminent man of science, Professor Blank. Subsequently, I was a good deal abstracted from scientific pursuits by an early and lasting friendship with Blank, who directed my thoughts to public work. G. 8. I watched at school the building of a steam engine at a factory and completely got up the whole engine. This gave my mind a start. Blank. My father gave me Henry's chemistry. That, and afterwards Turner's chemistry, were more interesting to me than any books of fiction. I believe at one time I read little else but Turner's chemistry and books of poetry in whatever holiday I had. Blank. I owe to my mother a child's curiosity and afterwards a man's reverence for scientific truth. I cannot tell if my scientific tastes were innate. The university inviting me to fill the blank chair gave my work its bent. D. E. 9. I can trace my interest in chemistry to reading by accident a book upon it. B. 10. I did nothing, even quasi-scientific, till after leaving college, nothing serious till estimate 23. My pursuit of chemistry is entirely due to circumstances occurring after manhood and in direct opposition to family influences. Z. 11. To the opportunity afforded for study of science at blank, my taste received no encouragement whatever from relations my mother accepted. E. Z. Geology. 1. Decidedly innate as regards coins and fossils. My father and an aunt collected coins and geological specimens, and I have both coins and specimens which have been in my possession since I was nine years old. Subsequently, my pursuits were influenced, to some extent, by the discoveries in blank, but at the time I had already a considerable collection. A.C.E. 2. A natural taste for observing and generalising, developed by noticing the fossiliferous rocks which happened to occur in the neighbourhood of the school where I was. Afterwards, the surgeon to whom I was articled, who had an observant mind, fostered my tastes. A.B.F. 3. A natural taste. My interest in science began very early, originating in a love of experiment, at first in chemistry. The ultimate direction of my scientific taste dates 
after the completion of my regular education. A. C. 4. I believe I may say innate, to a very considerable extent, not remembering that any definite steps were taken to inculcate science. I was indebted in a high degree to collections made by my father and mother in blank, and to an early familiarity with charts of those seas, and conversations on matters pertaining thereto. Afterwards, to going to Germany and finding in the mining officers a body of men receiving a regular scientific education. Lastly, to a great extent, by going for a winter to blank in Germany, and by conversations with blank and blank. A. E. F. 5. I was always fond of natural history, collecting plants, insects and birds at school and fossils at college, where blank lectures attracted me to geology and subsequently by the acquaintance of Professor blank to the particular branch of it which I have pursued. A. F. G. 6. As well as I can recollect, they were innate. I remember as a boy of six seeing a spring in Lavender Hill, not being satisfied at the explanation and determined to work it out for myself. I believe that I should have devoted myself to chemistry and physics, but that I was started as a youth of nineteen to travel ten months out of the twelve on business, and so continued for twenty years. This led to my visiting all Great Britain, and to great opportunities for geologizing, and determined me to that study. I worked hard at business all day, a very anxious business, and at evening and night would work hard at chemistry and geology. I found a wonderful relief in science. A.C. 7. I believe the desire for information and habits of observation to be in a great measure innate. They were first developed by a little elementary teaching in physics and chemistry at school, estimated 7 to 13. I worked alone at science at home from the age of 11 years when I was encouraged by the example of an elder brother. Subsequently, my pursuits were much influenced by being thrown at an early age, estimate 19, on my own judgment and resources. I founded a mining colony in the backwoods of blank, and had it to carry out with several thousand people quite alone. A.E.H. 8. I was always apt to observe stones closely with regard to their qualities, but the scientific taste for geology was not developed till after manhood. Z. Biology. Zoological subsection. 1. Yes. Inherited from my father's family, who have generally been attached to natural history, especially botany. Most remarkable examples are given. My scientific tastes were largely determined by being appointed. A. D. E. 2. Certainly innate, strongly confirmed and directed by the voyage in the blank. A. H. 3. Love of observation and natural history innate. I had them as early as I can remember. My grandfather was very fond of natural history, and a more distant relative has written an excellent fauna of blank. The help of Mr has aided me immensely, but not, I think, altered my tendency. A.E.F. 4. Homology innate, and derived from my mother. I trace the origin of my interest in science decidedly to my mother's observations in our childhood rambles on the plants and animals we saw. She told me that crabs were sea spiders and periwinkles, litterants, sea snails. I feel sure she had never read de Maillet. A.E. 5. I believe I inherited my general taste for scientific pursuits from my grandmother, but my choosing, blank, for special investigation resulted from a positive fascination which the very obscurity of the subject exerted upon my mind. 
it was perhaps a mere desire to unravel the marvellous my scientific tastes were largely promoted by the attractive teaching of blank various professors a c e g six thoroughly innate i had no regular instruction and can think of no event which especially helped to develop it bones and shells were attractive to me before i could consider them with any apparent profit and books of natural history were my delight i had a fair zoological collection by the time i was fifteen my father had no scientific knowledge nevertheless he encouraged me in all my tastes giving me money freely for books and specimens against the advice of friends but he was indulgent generally and not in the scientific direction only a e seven innate as far as a love of nature and of the observation of natural phenomena i trace the origin of my interest in science to the love of truth and of mental cultivation of my father and his encouragement of this love in his children i do not think it was largely determined by events after manhood a e eight i should say innate i caught all my scraps of lessons for self-improvement my soon developed enthusiasm must have been derived from my mother's family as to whether they were largely developed by events occurring after manhood i think not all i can say is that neither profession nor marriage nor sickness has been able to affect them a e nine i cannot recollect the time when i was not fond of animals and of knowing all i could learn about them living in the country i had abundant opportunities for indulging my taste though of course i was not allowed to keep half the number of pets i should have liked the example of my father and elder brothers who were all pretty firm to field sports was also followed by me and from field sports to field natural history is but a step i obtained by a piece of sheer good luck the travelling fellowship of blank it was tenable for nine years and its income was sufficient to keep me during that time without being obliged to enter any profession those circumstances subsequently interfered with my using this assistance to the most advantage in gratifying my taste for natural history it was enormously furthered thereby a b c e ten my partiality for the natural history sciences was initiated partially by my selection of medicine as a profession and perhaps even more of that during the period of my apprenticeship i was much under the influence of a remarkable man blank a most accomplished naturalist and of singularly independent judgment blank for three years i spent every sunday morning with him during this time he was constantly stimulating me a willing follower to work in his department of natural sciences and at the same time ever inculcating a spirit of scientific scepticism d f eleven to love of birds their study their dissection i remember trying to find out in the structure of the oviduct the cause of colour and markings in the different eggs i discovered hairs sticking in the cuckoo's stomach arranged in a spiral manner before i knew that john hunter had described the same then i took to drawing skulls and skeletons and my fate was sealed that i inherited a strong love of nature is certain from my father who was devoted to horticulture and very fond of birds and of landscape scenery but i cannot trace any direct tendencies or work on the part of any member of my family except my brother i feel that i must have had a taste of a science independently of external circumstances at the age of seventeen or eighteen i had dissected every new kind of bird that i met with later opportunities were entirely made by myself or perhaps rather taken advantage of by myself a e twelve my love of natural history so common in boys showed itself in collecting insects shells and birds eggs and delighting in reading such books as stanley on birds white's selborne waterton 
etc., at a very early age, eight years or before, and, being rather encouraged than checked, continued to grow till it developed into a fondness for anatomical pursuits generally, which was never abandoned. My taste for science was entirely innate. No other member of the family, nor early friend or acquaintance, had any special taste for any of the natural history sciences. Two brothers of nearly the same age, and with precisely the same surroundings, though joining occasionally in, in some of the above-mentioned boyish pursuits, never pursued them with real interest, and soon entirely gave them up. A.E. 13. As a boy, I had no taste for natural history, but a passion for mechanical contrivances, physics and chemistry. I earnestly desired to be an engineer, by the fact that I had a blank, near relative, a medical man, led to my being apprenticed to him, and I took to physiology and anatomy, as the engineering side of my profession. The inclinations above mentioned were altogether innate, and so far as I know, not hereditary, neither of my parents nor any of the family showing any trace of the like tendencies. My appointment to the surveying ship, blank, made me a comparative anatomist, by affording opportunities for the investigation of the structure of the lower animals. My appointment to, blank, forced me to paleontology. A. C. D. H. 14. My school nickname was Archimedes. I was always fond of construction. If I had followed my own bent, I should probably have been successful as an engineer. My turn for scientific inquiry led me, in early life, to systematize the knowledge of others. Laterally, I have felt more interest in original investigations. A.C. 15. I was in a general atmosphere of scientific thinking and discipline. My taste for biology began with keeping insects, for chemistry and physics by being led to try experiments largely inherited from my father. I have made my circumstances more than they have made me. A.C.E. 16. My father's example influenced me so early that I have no means of judging, but I doubt much their innate character. Their origin was due primarily, beyond all probability of doubt, to my father's influence and example. They were not influenced by subsequent events, but the tastes once planted rather determined the events. My medical profession caused me to suspend my scientific pursuits for some years, but the accidental pursual of blank brought me back again to the study of the blank, and all the rest followed in due time. B.E. 17. They appear to have been inherited. My interest in science arose from the example of my father, and the fact of my being for a year the assistant and close companion of Professor blank of blank, at whose side I visited the poor in the lanes of blank day and night first began to work and concentrate energies to one branch estimate twenty one when appointed a d e g eighteen they have been i believe nearly in an equal degree the mixed result of a natural bias in education and were determined by a professional study when a love of scientific knowledge for its own sake first took possession of my mind a d nineteen how far innate and how far acquired and developed from my early youth I cannot say. My love for animals of all kinds was very strong, and to gratify it I overcame every obstacle put in my way at home when I was a boy. I trace the origin of my interest in science to the earliest impressions of my childhood, all of which, as far as I recollect them, are connected with my father, and the various animals he brought me as pets. They were not largely determined by events after manhood. I should have been an observer of animal life under any conditions under which I might have lived. A.E. 20. I cannot trace the origin of my interest in geology. I believe it to have been innate. 
I began collecting birds and studying them before I went to school and without any inducement. I was always told by my relations that my scientific pursuits would stand in my way, but adhered to them notwithstanding. They were not at all determined by events occurring after I reached manhood. They simply increased as I grew older. A. 21. I perceived no evidence of their being innate, hereditary, unless I derived any tendency from my mother, who was at the time much with her great-uncle, blank, the founder of one of our great industries, and greatly interested in his pursuits. She worked a good deal at chemistry, and was well acquainted with many of the processes in pottery. I belonged to an industrious family, and saw everyone working. The attraction I have for chemistry, which is a strong one, only my profession has never allowed me to follow it very closely, arose from being sent to work, estimate, fifteen, in a chemical laboratory. E. 22. I do not consider them innate, but induced by the following circumstances. When I was at school, estimating thirteen to fifteen, a lady, an old friend of my mother, gave me a few British shells with their names and a copy of Turton's Conchological Dictionary. I thenceforth diligently collected British shells and afterwards extended my researches. B. 23. To my father's example in science, to the profession of medicine in physiology, anatomy, and blank, it was my interest in my profession to work at scientific subjects while young and while waiting for practice. The example of many men whom I knew when young proved a great stimulus and incentive. E. D. F. 24. Not at all innate. I can trace it directly to my intercourse with certain professors. Blank. Subsequently to my desire to investigate certain scientific questions bearing on medicine, and later to my intercourse with blank and blank. C. D. F. G. Biology. Botanical subsection. 1. My scientific tastes were inborn and strongly hereditary. A. 2. As far as the word applies to any case, I should say innate. Accepting such influences as a little encouragement at home, I am unable to trace any external stimulus. At estimating 6, I was given Joyce's scientific dialogues, which I soon mastered, then other books. Before estimating 8, I commenced making star maps. Estimating 12 to 13, I made some geological sections with tolerable correctness and so on. It then seemed as if by accident and the love of new vistas were enough to lead me from one branch of science to another. A. 3. Always fond of plants. A. 4. Was always fond of objective and experimental knowledge. I date my first efforts of any consequence from an early intimacy with Professor blank, whose pupil and assistant I was. I had a fondness for science before, but the necessity for accurate and rigid observation then first dawned upon me. Subsequent events were going to blank, abroad, and appointments in blank, a foreign country where I was much detained indoors that compelled me to take to the microscope and study of the lower orders of plants and animals, many of which I could grow in my own room. A. C. G. 5. As a youth I followed of my own free will mineralogy, chemistry, anatomy, and mechanics, but chiefly chemistry. My tastes were certainly not hereditary. They were directed to botany purely through accidental circumstances, which led to a prolonged residence in an imperfectly civilized country. I examined its plants, then wholly unknown to Europeans, but was at that time wholly ignorant of very elements of botany, was subsequently encouraged by blank, eminent botanists of the day, went to and from England and made extensive collections. My wife actively assisted me in my botanical and other scientific pursuits, and to her advice, 
and assistance I owe much of my success in life. A. F. H. 6. The love for botany was instilled into me in very early youth by my father. We lived in the house of blank, a very eminent geologist, in the vicinity of blank, and I often took walks to those hills and collected plants. We also cultivated plants in our garden. A taste for natural science, especially botany, seems to have been innate. The companionship of blank incited me to prosecute botany with vigour. I was one of his best pupils and travelled over a great part of blank with him, e.g. 7. A posthumous account. He appears to have been attached to natural history all his life through, but never took up botany to any extent till the professorship was vacant. There is some conflict of testimony here. I think his scientific tastes were innate. I have excellent drawings of insects made by him as a schoolboy. Also, he made a model of a caterpillar, tried a little chemistry, made lace with bobbins of his own contriving. It was said nothing escapes that boy's eyes. A.D. 8. To my father's encouragement of a natural inclination. A.E. 9. I cannot trace the origin of my interest in any particular branch of science further than that as far as regards blank botany. I was thrown into the society of a gentleman who took much interest in it. My scientific taste originated, as a matter of fact, after leaving blank, the university. F. 10. Not innate. I trace the origin of my botanical taste to leisure, to the accidental receipt of de Candolle's Flore Francaise, whilst resident in that country, and to encouragement from my mother. They were determined afterwards by independence, considering my absence of ambition to rise in the world, and by friendship and encouragement from blank. The four greatest British botanists of the day. B.E.F. Biology. Medical Subsection. 1. Innate in a great degree. I trace the origin of my interest in science, 1. To my mother's mental activity and love of collecting and arranging, and my father's constant encouragement of my pursuit. 2 to a friendship of three eminent botanists, by whom I was chiefly induced to study botany. 3. To my profession, the choice of which was, in some measure, determined by my taste for collecting and studying. ADEF 2. I selected the medical profession because it was that of my father. This choice led me to scientific pursuits, for which I had no previous predilection, as I had no opportunities that way. I conclude the tastes were innate, as they certainly showed themselves the moment the opportunity for developing them occurred, namely, at the commencement of my professional studies. Estimate 17. A.D. 3. Not at all especially innate. I could have taken to any other subject quite as well, so far as I know. I trace the origin of my interest in science to the knowledge that I must do my best in it to earn a livelihood and to please my parents. I did not follow my own branch from any special liking. Indeed, I disliked it but it was necessary to follow some branch. The connection with the hospital and medical school in blank have been inducements to continue work, and all my life I have worked pretty steadily. D. 4. I cannot perceive that they were innate. Possibly my tastes were due to retentiveness of memory as to objects and facts, and a strong impression that good surgery is a great fact. Subsequently, by the approval of teachers, when between estimated 18 and 20, having been selected chief assistant to the most popular teacher of anatomy of his day, and also to a professor of surgery, C.G. 5. Had an interest excited in philosophical inquiries by my father's acute observations in all such topics. E. 6. 
I cannot say that I had naturally a turn for any pursuit in particular. My addiction to medicine was purely the result of accident. I never gave a thought to physics as a subject of study until I was twenty-seven years old. D. 7. Accidentally directed to medicine by associating with a medical friend in a superficial study of botany. C. D. Statistics. 1. Certainly my scientific tastes appear to me to have been, so to say, innate. A. 2. My interest in science was due to my having been officially employed in an early part of my career in a very important statistical inquiry. D. 3. Innate, I think. I inherited many mental peculiarities and talents from my paternal grandfather, amongst which is a love of figures and tabulation, none from my father. I cannot otherwise trace the origin of my interest in science, nor were my tastes largely determined by events after manhood. A. 4. I should be much inclined to think there was an innate tendency, but that the tastes were developed by a good and, for the most part, suitable education. When at my first school, estimating ten and a half to twelve, the headmaster gave very clear occasional lessons in moral and economical subjects. I can remember vividly to the present day the impression which those lessons made upon me, as I am not aware that the other boys in the class were equally impressed. I think I must have had an innate interest in those subjects, but the lessons probably increased the interest very much. ABG 5. I cannot distinguish between what I may have derived from nature and what I may have acquired from intercourse with my father and certain of his friends. When I was eleven years old, my father gave a series of lectures on electricity, mechanics, astronomy, and pneumatics, to all of which, but especially to the last, I paid delightful attention. I presently began to construct apparatus for myself. Subsequently, practice in teaching led me to seek for knowledge. Intercourse with men of higher attainments became a great spur. My turn for blank was favoured by my opportunities as an early member of the blank society. AEF 6. Professor Blank's lectures on geology were the origin of my interest in that science. The work of his blank statistical society and educational inquiries influenced my taste for statistical science. Frequent attendance at meetings of the British Association encouraged my scientific tastes. D.G. Mechanical Science 1. If any tastes be innate, mine were, they date from beyond my recollection. They were not determined by events after manhood, but I think the reverse. They were discouraged in every way. A. 2. Decidedly innate. The science of blank was well taught at the University of blank where I studied, estimated 16 to 18, and accidentally this became serviceable to me when employed as an engineer by blank. The friendship of blank materially affected my career. My tastes were not largely developed by events occurring after manhood. ABDF 3. Family tradition derived through my mother's side. My profession fell in with my natural tastes, such as sketching. CDE 4. Innate, I think as regards certain qualities of mind, which led me, under the pressure of circumstances, to direct my attention to certain things in a certain way, namely, 1. Independence of judgment, 2. Earnestness of purpose, 3. A practical, clear-headed, common-sense, logical way of viewing things, CD. 5. I cannot say whether they were innate. I was always brought up in a half-scientific, half-literary atmosphere, and was a fair mathematician as a boy, as well as a fair classic and linguist. 
my tastes were not determined by after events but my avocations were rather determined by my scientific habits e end of chapter three part one